Hey babes, welcome to the podcast. It's Emily and Abigail. And on today's episode, we have our very special guests, our good family friends, Miss Siobhan and Jaden. Why don't you go ahead and say hello? Hello, hello, hello. I'm Miss Siobhan. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm 1K Phil. <laughs> That's amazing. Phenomenal. We love it. So to start off, the point of March Madness and going into April, um, really continuing on with Let the Madness Continue, is hearing your guys' personal stories of how you got to where you are now in life, and then also explaining a little bit about what motivates you, what keeps you motivated. I mean, you're a businesswoman as well as a mother of two children, you through school and everything. So we're just going to kind of expand on that today. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Wonderful. So, Jaden, do you want do you want us to start with you? Sure, let's do it. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, you're in school or firefighting? I know you do a lot of stuff. So, just go ahead and expand on how you are where you are today. Whatever, open up, go for it. So, okay. Now, let me just open up and just tell like my sort of kind of a testimony okay. basically, right? So, um, I grew up in a single family household, as a lot of people know. Um, just like growing up for me was just like it was kinda like my mom, she spoke to me on a regular basis. She basically imparted wisdom and knowledge into me, um, at a very young age. But without my dad being there, like it's kinda like, you know, like she can only teach me so much on how to be a man. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, just growing up, like, I just had to basically, just basically, like, learn for myself. Like, I basically, like, I literally grew up, like, learning the hard way, basically, all the time. So, you know, she would tell me not to do this, and I would end up still doing the things <laughs> that she told me not to do. Um, You always end up doing the opposite. Yes. Always. And so, like, it was just, like, like, it was crazy. So, um, just growing up, like, I was just, you know. Like, I was basically trying to find, like, a friend group because, like, mm -hmm. at the time, like, I was only, like, you know, my only um, a only child. And my sister, like, she came, like, 10 years later. So, like, just, um, like, throughout that time, like, it was just, like, like, just me. So, like, I was just out, you know, trying to make friends, hang around, like, the wrong company that I ain't even have no business hanging around with. And, like, it just got me in trouble. Um, going to my seventh grade year is when I started, you know, hanging around the wrong crowd. I started smoking and, you know, started, you know, just, just doing crazy stuff. Doing all the things. <laughs> that they didn't even have to get to that point. But from seventh grade to my senior year, you know, I kept that up. And then, um, it just, uh, one time, um, I think my 10th grade year, I was 15, about to turn 16 in a week. And my mom went to Tennessee. She left me home by myself. Oh, no. And <laughs> next thing you know, I went out early morning, uh, you know, um, and then I just ended up going to like Kohl's, the, the nearest shopping mall. And we just ended up starting stealing stuff. And then next thing you know, I just, for me personally, like, I went with two other guys, so it was just all three of us. We went, and I was the only one getting arrested at the time wow. while the other two guys left. 
So that made me like that made me like like my mindset changed because like you know like people that I call my friends aren't really my friends. You know what I'm saying? Like because with that situation, like like I know you know yes, like I called them like my homeboys, but after that situation, I was like nah, they like true color showed those aren't my guys that I need to be around. So um that just basically it opened my eyes to a lot of things like i disappointed my family in a way and i didn't want that to happen because like that was not me you know being in that jail cell i was just thinking like you know like i'm about you know i'm basically disappointing my mom and my mom like she didn't really get mad like she was just like you know hey like i already spoke to you about this already like you know like you already know now you know you put yourself in that situation so you have to you know you have to deal with the consequences at the end of the day and you know however you want to live your life you do it and so that just basically opened my opened up my eyes to a lot of new things and then um fast forward 2018 is when we got invited to Lake Mary Church and um on my birthday July 29 2018 is when, you know, I gave my life to Christ and I got baptized on that day and then after after that, you know, it's been a little up and down, you know, after I've been saved and stuff like that, but you know, uh, when the enemy, you know, sees you trying to do right, like he'll, you know, come and attack you. Mm-hmm. But um eventually, you know, like like my life changed for the better, like you know, um I did a little program and stuff like right after I got out and after I finished that program, I went straight to school. I went to EMT school and I went to fire, fire Academy right now. Um, I'm working at the hospital now at Advent health, um, as a patient care tech in the ER. So I get paid good money. Um, and still personal training at the, at the same time. So I'm doing that and personal training. Um, but yeah, but God has been good, you know, um, I'm more in the church than I was before. So that's a blessing, you know, and like I started, started building that, that real friendship with my spiritual family Mm -hmm. and I'll find out, I finally know that like the true meaning of true friends and friendship. So, so like your community really influenced like your motivation, like to can you to continue like through school and to like kind of help motivate you like moving forward like with fire school and like with your job and everything like your community really played a big part in that then. Yes, it did most definitely. That's awesome. What about you, Miss Siobhan? For me, um, we can loosen this to where it comes out a little bit. All right. Now, for me, as you all, well, no, you won't know. (laughs) (laughs) We know, we know. (laughs) But um, I grew when I, when I was a teenage, I was a teenage mom. Let's start there. I was a teenage mom at 17 years old with Jaden. So for me, I moved out on my own from my mom's house around 19 years old um, as well. And with Jaden, it was just me and Jaden for a while. Um, I would I was married at the time, but I felt single. 
mm-hmm. even more. And so for me, you know, life had its toll um, in the end. And at this time, I didn't have a relationship with God, but life had its toll. And I remember at 22 years old, I wanted to take my own life because life got in the way. And um, praise God for my mom that was a prayer warrior at the time. And she was the one that prayed me through, helped me through. And that's where my relationship started with God. Um, I've always, I always see myself to be a strong woman. But again, when you're faced with adversity and life gets in the way, um, that's where things, that's where life happens. That's where things change. And Mm -hmm. we know that we can't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know that at that time, but right now I know that (laughs) in Jesus name, right? As I look back back at my life and, and, and the goodness of God, um, and where he brought me from, um, you know, one of the greatest things was, um, I'm grateful to my mom that God used her as the ram in the bush. I I looked at it as that because Mm -hmm. that's what I saw in that moment as I started my relationship with Christ Mm -hmm. was that she was a ram in the bush for me. So, you know, at 22 years old, when I think Jaden was about four years old, when I wanted to take my own life um, due to life circumstances, um, it was when my relationship with God started. Mm. And I was always a go-getter from, I would say, middle school. I was always a go-getter. But it's something about when life throws that wrench at you. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to, I want to check out. Right. Yep. I just want the easy way out and I want to check out. But praise be to God that, you know, when my mom prayed me through um, that darkest moment of my life, that's when things started to shift for me. Did it shift altogether? Absolutely not. It took time. It took time for me to be in the wilderness. It took time for my relationship to build. You know, oftentimes when we feel like we build in this relationship with Christ, it's like it's supposed to happen in 24 mm-hmm. hours. It don't. No. There's it, a process. And allow know? for the process. You have to mm-hmm. allow the process to take place. And again, here I am in my 20s and being a single mom yet married but still feeling single you know, I had to let God be God. And one of the things was for me when building a relationship with Christ was, okay, God, I trusted you with every area except for my relationship. Mm. Ooh. I think that's adding some people. Yes. So I <laughs> didn't allow God to be a part of my relationship. Yeah. Mm. Like I, I had him, he was off limits for that. And so it was in those moments where I was keep stumbling and I was keep tripping and just like the Israelites, right, where right. they were in the wilderness for mm-hmm. forty years. Yeah, that's I was in the the uh, you were wilderness. In a yeah, period. yeah, I yep. was there. You know, because of the fact that I did not surrender the relationship area yeah. to um, the wow. Father. But it was when I um I could never forget um in my time of building my relationship with Christ. I could remember this pastor said to me. He said, you know, Shabam, your relationship. Um, he said, you are looking for love in all the wrong places. He said, unless you allow the love of God mm-hmm. to come into your life and to fill you, that's when you'll feel love. Now, Ms. Shabon made a lot of mistakes. I, you know, a lot of people watch my outer exterior and they think that Ms. Shabon got it all together. That is far from the truth. Okay, if I could be honest, humble and transparent, that is far from the truth. Like, that's why we never judge the book by its cover, yeah, because mm-hmm. the, out, the exterior of our lives does not like 
it's easy for the natural eye to just see the exterior and think that we have it packaged all together. But that's why our father sees the inward side of us because he sees the broken part. Nobody sees the broken part because it's hard for us to put this facade and mask on. Mm -hmm. It's it's easy for us to mask our feelings. It's easy for us to mask the things that that I was going through as a single mom, um, as a married woman. You know, at this time, my second child didn't come along. There was a lot of things that took place in my life um, along that way. You know, and so raising Jaden, you know, I, I believe that I was a strong mom raising Jaden. You know, Jaden didn't like a whole lot of um, <laughs> discipline, right? And or he didn't like the consequences that come with it. But one of the things is that, you know, one of the things that I always used to tell Jaden was that, you know, um, you're known by the company you keep. So when mm. you want to keep bad company, come on. you know, mm-hmm. then you're going to follow suit with the consequences that come behind of that, right? That's one of the things, that's one of the wisdom that my mom instilled in me is that you're known by the company that you keep. And um, so that's one of the things that I instilled with him um, when growing up. And I did my best as I know how to do as a, um, a young mom, a young teenage mom. I knew that when I became a mom, and th- the funny part about it was when I became a mom, when I became pregnant, I had just one high, um, queen of my high school. So I had a choice to make. Okay. <laughs> I had a choice to make. I had a choice whether or not I remember could never forget. I could remember my mom sat me down and she was like, what are you going to do? I said, what you mean what I'm going to do? Because, you know, back in the day when I was in high school, it's like abortions was everything, yeah. you know? And I was like, she was like, so what are you going to do? Are you? I was like, life or a crown? And I'm like, you know what? The crown is temporary. Mm. I'm bringing forth the life. This mm. may be the only life that I may bring forth, mm. you know? So I went ahead and I bring forth my life knowing I'm putting on that mother cap to say you know what I put myself here I put myself in this situation so you know what I'm gonna do what I gotta do as a mom to raise my Mm -hmm. son and at 19 years old I moved out of my mom's house and uh, we moved to Atlanta Georgia where I raised Jaden for a while until um, I got pregnant with Jada and we came here to Central Florida um, in 2010 is where we came here. With, that was only yes. two years before me and my mom moved back to Florida. There you go. That's so <laughs> funny. Now, keep in mind now, I this was not the plan. If it was Miss Siobhan's plan, <laughs> She'd be in it Atlanta. Was, I would be in Atlanta. This was not <laughs> the plan for Miss Siobhan, okay? But this was God's plan. Mm-hmm. And every time that I said I was going to move back to Atlanta, he's like, uh, no, you're not. Like, ha huh, you're, huh, no, you're, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. But, yeah, I did what I can um, to raise Jaden the best that I know how to as a single mom for me. And, um, you know, Jaden had to learn the hard way many, many, many times. And um, I know um, many times he's like, man, my mom is strict. Yeah, I am. (laughs) Praise be to our God. (laughs) Um, I just want to put this out there, though. Like, I walked across the stage two times out of my whole life. In her stomach, oh, she wow. graduated high school with me in her stomach, That's and then crazy. I graduated. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Come on now. So you had a degree as a little child. <laughs> yeah. So I came out the womb with that degree. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my Amen. Goodness. That's that's awesome because when I made the decision to parent, you know, I was still in um high school, um my right. twelfth grade year, and I had you know 
it's either I was going to continue or I'm going to drop out. And I'm like, no, I didn't come this far to drop out now. So I'm going to continue. So I graduated with Jaden walking across the stage. And it was my heart was so overwhelmed to see not only my son walk across that stage when he graduated high school, but if I had made the decision at 22 years old to take my life, I would not have seen that transition. Not only that, too, to also see him finish EMT school as well as firefighting academy. So just the rewards that came forth with that. And then I would not be right here on Bay Podcast. (laughs) Let's not forget that. That's amazing, though, that, like, you can, you were able to watch him walk across, like, watch walk across twice for EMT fire school, also, like, graduating, like, um, you graduated college, too, right? Or did you not go to college? I didn't go to college. Well, he went. That. Uh. EMT and fire, um, I guess you can say it's college, but, like, I didn't really do, like, Is it a, own, like, separate, like, yeah, schooling yeah, 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 and everything yeah, specific yeah. for it? That's so cool. I didn't know that. That's it's not like a, you know, like a school, like an enrolled, like, you know, classes type. Okay, so it's gotcha. It's just like, just that particular thing. That sounds so nice. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> but he was able to see his mom walk across that stage to get her degree. <gasps> Come on. I did the same with my mama. I saw her get her master's when I was in eighth grade, I think. Yeah. yeah. Come on. That's yeah. so yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, like, um, you you saw the advantage of not taking your life in that moment. Like, now you're seeing so many blessings come to pass, which I think is, like, a super encouraging thing, especially for, like, all the listeners we have. We have such a variety of ages. We have college students, high school students, like, older generation, whatever listens. And I think it's just a reminder, the season you're in, it's going to come to pass, and there's going to be beauty on the other side of it. Yeah. And it's like, you may be in a valley right now, but God's walking with you in the valley, and he's going to take you out of it, and he's going to lead you to the promised land. You know, yes. I love how you keep talking about the the wilderness, because I've actually been studying that a lot, like the wilderness Israelites, because I'm reading through like Numbers and Deuteronomy, so I'm like all up in that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, now I'm reading through Deuteronomy and you just see how everything that took place was a part of the Lord's plan and bringing them to the promised land. And that's the same case in our own life. Like you were in the wilderness and wandering and all these, but now you seem to be in that promised land. Like you're living what God wanted you to live. He's blessing you. Like with Jaden, you know, being the man of God that he's becoming, your daughter becoming who she's, you know, following in your footsteps. I (laughs) get We get in there. Yeah. (laughs) And just like consistent growth, you know, and then also your other, um, daughter is me and Emily. Um, (laughs) we are adopted. That's right. That's right. For sure. It's like, there's always something better at the end. If you just try and see past that singular moment and understand there's more to come. So that's just like a piece of encouragement for anyone listening. Yeah. Also, I think it's so amazing. Um, like your relationship with your children like specifically um i think it's so oh yeah there we go so you can hear me um (laughs) but i think it's so beautiful because you take the same principles that you raise your own like biological children like even Mm -hmm. with the way you talk to me and abigail you do you talk to us the same exact way like she's strict with us too (laughs) extremely and i I, no no abigail (laughs) i appreciate it because there's not a lot of 
mentors that I feel like, you know, you've been blessed to have one as a mom, but I feel like there's a lot of people out there and a lot of our listeners who don't have that mentorship and that Mm -hmm. amount of care and that amount of nurturing that you just, you so freely give to like anyone who walks through your door and it's so beautiful. And again, that's going back to like the fruit of, you know, all the decisions that you made in choosing to live your life like for Christ and choosing to, you know, make the hard decisions that end up being the best blessings though Amen. at the same time. Amen. And so also like going into that, that also goes into your, your woman's ministry, correct? Yes. yes so yes. tell us, tell us and our listeners a little bit about your women's ministry. So with the women's ministry, just so you know, before I started the women's ministry, I had a youth ministry and I still have the youth ministry. It's just not operating right this second. But yes, so one of the things with the, the youth ministry, the youth ministry is called Why Me? Why Me of Central Florida? And when I got the concept with Why Me, it was oftentimes I know when I was facing a teenage, um, in my teenage lifestyle, and I was going through the things that I was going through, I felt like, I always tell people that in my 20s, I felt like I didn't live out my 20s mm-hmm. because I felt like, with the decisions that was made and all these different things, life, the adversity that I was faced with, I felt like I was robbed of my 20s. There was no joy because mm. I felt like I was in the wilderness there. Mm-hmm. And being in the wilderness, I asked a lot. I asked when I was building my relationship with Christ, I said, Lord, why me? Mm. Why me? And they, oftentimes there's a lot of people behind closed doors or in front of friends that ask the same question, why me? When you're in the darkest valley, you ask, you cry out to the Lord, why me, Lord? Why did this have to happen to me? And I feel like there was more crying, there was more groans coming from youth. And not just youth, but adult too. But I know that there's youth that didn't have, like you said, um, the mentors. Mm-hmm. Because some some don't even have parents that feel like they care. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. Or a it safe was place even a to safe, go. Exactly. If they don't feel happens. safe. Yeah. Right, exactly. So they didn't they don't feel like they have that safe haven. Let me say that if I right. can, right? They don't have that safe haven. So they oftentimes cry out in their bedroom. They oftentimes cry out for um uh um attention in all the wrong places. They oftentimes cry out in so many areas looking for attention, looking for love, looking for all these different things. But they often cry out, why me? Why is this happening to me? Mm. If you were to go through a traumatic experience like rape or molestation or whatever, why me? Why did that have to happen to me? Why me out of all people? Why me of all people, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I felt like, you know, starting that youth program that called Why Me is a sense of why not you? That's, That's what the Lord is saying. Why not you? Mm, I chose so you for a reason. I heard it's actually a trend on TikTok. <laughs> it goes, why me? And then it's like, why not you? Um, God didn't sentence you to pain. He trusted you with it. There you go. Like he's going to pull you through that. So you're going to have a testimony that comes from it. Yes. Like there's so much going on behind the scenes that we don't understand because we're so small in yes. such a huge world and we have a God that's so big. Of course, we're not going to understand the plan all of the time. And most you, you won't understand the plan. You mm-hmm. won't. But then when it comes to pass, you're like, oh, that's why. That's what you were doing there. That's how you were working. Because like I know even for me growing up, it was like, why me? Why did I have to be the one without the dad? Why did my dad not be there? Like I'm sure Jaden relates to that. Mm-hmm. You know, why did this have to happen to me? And now I'm here and I'm like, 
oh, that's why, because now I have a testimony that I can share. Oh, God became my dad and he became the heavenly father that I needed. And there's restoration in that relationship now. And it's like, why not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's good. So that was the reason why for me, it was like an outlet for our youth to say why. So that was our outlet. That ministry is an outlet for our youth that is lost, our youth Mm -hmm. that is vulnerable, our youth that is crying out in all the wrong places to come find that mother, come find that answer, come find whatever that is for you. Now that is a platform that is an outlet where you can find the help that you need to say, Lord, why not me? Use me, use me to be able to overcome whatever it is that they're overcoming. Now, when it came to the women's organization, let's go there, sis, right? So the women's organization is called sis. Why sis, right? So sis is more than just sis, right? It's sisterhood is special. And sisterhood is special was a ministry that I didn't even know that was going to be (laughs) the way that it is, honestly, truthfully, truth be told. But sis came in the passing of my sister. That's Mm. when it was birthed. It was in the passing of this. it, It was a passing with my sister where the Holy Spirit put that on my heart. Mm. years before I years before sis was birthed my sister would always give me um Christmas gifts that had sis everything for her was sis when she passed away it was when the Holy Spirit gave me I was like Lord me and my just a backstory right quick me and my sister struggled in our relationship when we were younger Mm-hmm. It was only both me and her and as girls. And then I had three other brothers. But when I was younger, I always wanted a relationship with my sister. I always envisioned this close knit relationship with my sister. And I didn't get that. So I thought. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, oftentimes when we have siblings, we can also deem selfish. And I came to understand that in her passing. That it wasn't that she wasn't there for you. She was there for you. In every single thing that you wanted, she was there for you. She supported you. But it was in my own selfishness that I thought in all my years that she was not. And that was simply because, you know, she, I felt like she put other ladies in front of me. I felt like the relationship that I wanted to grow with her, it didn't. It was not to my expectation. I wanted her to live up to a sisterhood of my expectation. Right. And that, that was not what it was. False expectations. You, exactly. Yeah. There, there was false expectations there. And I had her on the hook very, very heavily. Very, very heavily. And I said, you know what? I, I want to create. I said, Lord, I want to be there for women that struggle with this same exact thing. Because not only that, too, when you are dealing with an area of mistrust when it comes to women, whether or not you were hurt from a mother, whether or not you were hurt from friends, there's a mistrust that takes place where you don't want to trust another woman. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes when women um, organizations emerge, a lot of women and or young girls don't like to be involved because they either felt betrayed at one point, they felt hurt, and it's like, I can't trust another woman. Right. 
everyone gets labeled for the one thing one person did Exactly. Wrong. Everyone's written off. So yeah. I didn't want it that. I didn't want it that because I know wholeheartedly for me when I have women, um, women um, friendships is genuine for me. It's from the heart. And I'm like, it's not all women that will do that to you. It's not all women that... Um, will hurt or betray it's just it's not all women that will do that type of act that took you to that place of heart before right. you know so I wanted it to be genuine but I also said you know when I was in the presence of the Lord and I was praying to him about it I said you know Lord I don't want women to be a part of this organization if they're going to be hurt the same way that they were hurt in the world. I need them mm. to have the, I need them to feel the love of you, Father God. Mm. So I need you to sit center of this organization. I said, because if you're not in the center, I'm not doing it. I need yep. your love to flow because I don't want them to be hurt. I don't want them to have to experience that again. I don't want them to have to label every single woman and or young girl the same way yeah. this got to stop the lies of the enemy got to stop mm -hmm. so just building that true sisterhood and friendship is what we aspire we want to be able to aspire that within the organization not only that the um or god called this organization to um the community heavy yeah. in community outreach so we want to be able to go out and to spread love among others. And we want to be able to reach the lost and show them that they, they too are loved. You don't have to be a part of the organization to feel love, but we want to express the love of God Good. into the community. Wow. That's just, that's amazing. That's so, so powerful. Yeah, that that's great. I love how much we talk about like sisterhood and family and like in the church and in just who we are as Christ, our identity and how we can all be together as a unit. And that goes into something Emily and I were talking about wanting to ask you guys earlier, like the dynamics of y'all's family in general. So like mm -hmm. how Emily, you had specific questions for that. Oh my. <laughs> you, you had that. I did. I said, there's like three. <laughs> But I feel like the main one is, like, how, obviously, as a mother, you implement that into everyone. And as an organization, you implement that as, like, I, the head of it and everything. <laughs> I was like, the head of it? Is that the word, that's not the word to use? But, um, like, within, like, your family dynamics and within all of you and even Jada doing her own thing, like, how, as a family, do you all stay motivated, like, to be in a relationship with Christ? How do you continue, like, even when there's hardships within family, like, with your sister passing, like, how do all of you stay motivated as a family unit together to move forward? Because I feel like a lot of a lot of our listeners um, have siblings, and a lot of our family um, and family that I know, like, personally, that's my family, there's not that family unity aspect. So how do you, how do you as a family bring that forth? I can do I can give you guys this one too. Oh, uh, so like my mom, like she always said, you know, for for her and her household, we will serve the Lord in her household, you know what I mean? So it's like we didn't have no choice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but to but like like for me personally, it was just like, you know, staying in my word every day and just and just basically building that relationship with God and, you know, seeing my mom and stuff doing the same thing too, like you know, Jada, she's getting there. You know what I'm saying? Um, she's still, you know, she's obviously like, you know, she has like, not really like a kid mindset, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's, she's not there she yet. Is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she like, is. 
Like, she's not spiritually fed like how me and my mom are. But mm. we try to motivate her every single day. You know, like, she looks at us every single day, like, you know, because, um, like, like, literally, like, every single morning, I play worship music um, in my bedroom. And, like, she'll, like, knock on my door to, like, get, you know, either some lotion or something. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, and, like, she see me in my word and, like, in my Bible a lot of times. So, like, you know, she gets the aspect of it. And she also looks at my mom, too, and, she, like, she's constantly in her word, in her Bible, or she's either, you know, journaling or whatever. But, like, you know, like it's just, like, um, all of us just in the household just, you know, basically, like, we basically, like, grow off each other. You know what I'm saying? In a way. For me, I would definitely say I always keep this motto that you, whatever you practice, whatever you practice, whatever you preach, mm -hmm. and if you're walking in it, walk in it. Like, don't, you can't be preaching one thing but then walk in another direction. Mm -hmm. And I always believe that if I'm going to walk it out, I want my kids to see that and to walk in that same direction. I don't I want to practice what I preach. Let me say say yeah. that way if I can't, right? Because I feel like for me, my kids look up to me, including my son. You mm -hmm. you see daughters look up to their moms a lot, but Jaden was with me first. Mm -hmm. And every decision that I make, Jaden looked at that. It was he knew that he knew that if I'm saying something or I'm sharing wisdom, but then mommy ain't doing it. Like, mom, you ain't doing that. Mm -hmm. Mom, you, you, you know what I'm saying? So these kids will watch your lifestyle and they will measure that up and or compare. Well, like, hold on, you a hypocrite to what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. But I never wanted to do that with my kids. I feel like if I said it, that's what I'm living. Mm -hmm. And I wanted my kids to see that. I wanted to, if I'm talking it, that means I'm living it. Mm -hmm. And as, like he said, I always tell him already, Jaden will tell you when Jaden will come with his foolishness, honey, I'll turn him back around and say, uh, <laughs> go back out my door, honey. Close it and dust your foot off. Dust all that stuff off and then come back in. Mm -hmm. And I will keep, I will lock the door, right? And he would knock, <laughs> he would have to knock on the door. Yeah, and and I would say, crazy. well, who is it? He was like, Jaden. Oh, my goodness. Like, so you're yeah, so for me, like, if he would, either him or Jada, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. I do it to Jada, too. And, you know, when she come home and she seems like she's just having this bad day or whatever, I'll be like, Jada, are you okay? Yes. All right, Jada, I think you need to turn back around and dust yourself off and then come back in the house. Uh -huh. <laughs> But nevertheless, um, you know, I'm very structured when it comes to my kids. And so whenever we're faced with adversity, like oftentimes for me, um, my kids don't see a lot of times when I'm going through a whole lot mm -hmm. because there's certain things that I don't allow them to see because it's not their burden to carry. And oftentimes, mm -hmm. you know, as parents, we have to be very careful for that, careful yeah. with that because if mom is um, demonstrating some sort of the, um, traumatic experience, it can also affect the child. And mm -hmm. it could also affect their mind state and or their 
school space or whatever that may be because if you don't know what's happening with me but you see me constantly crying and or worrying you're gonna be at school you wondering exactly you're gonna be wondering why you're at school well why is my mom crying or what's going on and then you're gonna start taking on that burden as well too but for me everything for me is centered around prayer everything for me is centered around god um and whenever i have my issues i cry out to god that's why mm-hmm. I, that's why i know how to do the best okay that was a great answer um anything else you want to ask or i i think that's it i i really again just admire both of you and your yeah. relationship and we just thank you so much for coming on this podcast um mm-hmm. and giving giving us the honor <laughs> to like interview yeah. you i consider you guys family but seriously like it is such an honor um we will be posting this on every platform so stay tuned babes um we might have a part two who knows it'll be really good maybe i would love a part two for real a part a part two maybe interview you guys separately and get jada on too yeah hey stay tuned we'll we'll do it well well we're gonna do it stay tuned guys we are so thankful thank you again so much thank Um, you all do you have anything else no. We'll see you next, next Wednesday. Wednesday. Bye, bye, babes. Do you guys want to say bye? Bye. Have a great one. <laughs> bye, guys. Hey, um, follow me on Instagram at 1k.phil. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stop it. <laughs>